0: Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religion, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you're enjoying your week. I am back. Yes, I had a short holiday and it was great to get out of Dodge, so to speak. So um, I hope you you refueled your batteries and are, are ready for another week. I don't know if you guys had a weekend off in in uh, in India with the Labor Day weekend, but we definitely had it here in North America, and I made the most of it. Uh, so let's get straight down to this. We want to differentiate between Brahma, Brahman and Brahmin. Okay, uh, many people make that mistake, and we'll go from there. So Brahman cons, uh, connotes uh, a, a universal principle. It comes from the word Braha. Okay, braha means to swell, to expand, to enlarge. It's a neutral noun. Okay, uh, and from there, that, that word braha, we get brahman, which is the, which is the universe, universal brahman. Um, and we get the word brahman, b-r-a-h-m-a-n. Uh, brahman, it comes from the word brahman. Brahma, excuse, uh, Brahman. The Brahma is the creator, the god, the, the sorry, the creator uh, in the trimurti in the in the in the whole in the Hindu trinity. So Bra- we get that word Brahman from Braha. So I'll repeat again: the word actually starts with Braha. B R H means to swell, to expand, to grow. From there, we get the word Brahman. Okay, which is, um, Brahman is universal. The It's a, a gender neutral concept. Um, and it basically means the, the supreme self. Um, and it's unchanging, emits a very uh, unchanging word. So it's universe, the universe, it's universal. Brahman, um, and it comes from the word Brahma. Uh, which is the creator uh in the Hindu Trinity. So you got Trimurti, which we in English we call the, the Trinity, and the word uh the creator um is Brahma in that and from there we get the word Brahman. Okay? Um so we'll we'll just go quickly to uh, we'll repeat what we're saying. Brahm, Braha, which is the word, uh, is the root, which is swell, to grow, to enlarge. Uh, from that we get Brahma, which is uh, a gender-neutral word. Also, is the creator in the Hindu Trinity, and the Bra- word Brahman, um, which denotes uh, a definite power, inherent firmness, fundamental principle okay, in life. Um, now, um, Brahman also uh, connotes the highest universal principle, the ultimate reality in the universe. Now, you have to understand, um, Brahman is a metaphysical concept, refers to a binding unity uh, beyond the diversity in uh, that exists in the Universe. We always say unity and diversity, but beyond the diversity is the Brahman. Brahman is the metaphysical. So this cosmos, uh, we are the cosmos. The cosmos is made of physical and metaphysical. The metaphysical is uh, electric, negative, positive, and magnetic. Okay, very important. So that's metaphysical. Uh, Negative, positive, and, and and and. Magnetic, and that is one. And then you have the physical part, which is the molecules, the uh, the dust particles in the universe. So, the the Brahman is the metaphysical. It's beyond uh, the diversity in all the man-made stuff, and beyond. Uh, and the cosmos is made up of metaphysical. So the cosmos is Brahman, and that's very very important to know. It's infinite, my dear friend. The eternal truth, the consciousness, the bliss, or what Abrahamic religions call the soul. For the soul, where people say, Oh, my soul, I mean, my I'm I'm I it comes from my soul, it means it comes in. That's the Abrahamic word. The Vedic, the Sanskrit word is Brahman, which is metaphysical, uh, beyond it's infinite, the eternal truth, the consciousness. Um, and basically it's the metaphysical cosmos. This cosmos has um it is uh, it's not only in our universe, our solar system, but it's also beyond the galaxy. It's one galaxy to the other galaxy to the other galaxy. We know we have multiple galaxies and all of that is made up of Brahman, the metaphysical. And that metaphysical has if photosynthesized over the billions of years, metamorphos- metamorphosized, and that has become um, um uh, mass and that mass uh, uh, forms the the planets these planets when come in, in certain distances between the sun forms atmosphere the atmosphere then forms species of life and those species of life is then called uh, furthermore uh, metamorphosized into the flora and fauna who we are today so at the end at the in uh, at the core we are the brahman we are the metaphysical infinite Pervasive, eternal, and and conscious, and and it is our consciousness. Um, so, uh, Brahman um, is not to be confused with Brahma, which is that which is uh, the Trinity, uh, one of the deities in the Trinity, uh, and comes from the word Braha, Braha, which is um, which expands. Um, um, we also have Para Brahman. That means the supreme ba- Brahman. Okay, um, that means the ultimate, supreme reality, the creator of the ultimate creator. We've, no one has ever seen it. Who who controls this? This. This, these galaxies, we don't know, so it's beyond our scope. Um, Brahman is is, con, is is discussed very often in, in Sanskrit text. Uh, it is the we call it the Atman, okay, which is the self, the soul, the personal uh, soul, the impersonal uh, or Para Brahman. And it is important to understand this. Brahman is different from Atman in, in each being. Um, and um look you can you can go on and on and on on this but it's it's just important to understand these basics okay um masculine is bra- um, brahmana um and it's a masculine which literally means pertaining to prayer okay um now from that word bra braha you also get abraham uh you remember Abraham, which is the Anglicized word of Abram, which was his real name. Uh, he is the prophet of all prophets for Abrahamic religions. And his father came from the uh his father came from beyond um from the east. Remember, we talked about this. And and the east, the only place in the east where he could have come about was the Indus Valley Civilization. And uh Abram means sons or descendants of Ram. Or, or or yeah, so he's a descendant of Ram. He would have been a descendant, and then Bra, uh, Abraham, So that also comes from Braha, the concept Braha, which the root word Braha, which means to expand. So that's very important to understand. Uh, a lot of people mix it with Brahman. Okay, so Brahman, sorry, Brahman, is considered uh, a varna, but it's not a varna. Brahmin is you have the different um um social stratification of the society which people call caste but it's not or varna people call it varna um so you have Bra- Bra- uh, brahmin kshatriya vaishya and shudra so these are social stratification of uh, of society today we have lawyers uh uh fauj we have the uh um, what can I say? The the military, the politicians, the teachers, the doctors, the merchants. We have different stra- social stratification of society. Back then, they had stratification of society, and they used the word Brahmin. Now, where did they get the word Brahmin from? Also comes from the word Braha, Braha, or Brahman. Uh, these four uh, concepts: Brahmin, Brahma, and um, uh, sorry, I apologize. These four concepts. That is. Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishya, and Shudra come are uh, equal limbs of the of of uh, the body. Okay, so they equal. They are not caste. They are not varna. And people use this as varna all the time. It is wrong. Uh, they are not caste at all because there's no such thing as caste. It is a Latin word, um, and the earliest reference to Brahmin as a social class or social uh, segregation of society or should I say stratification of society occurs in the Rig Veda and uh, the hymn is called Purusha Shuta. Um, so that is where we get Brahmin from. Um, again there is no caste called Brahmin. Now all these words are, are just perceptions. They are words given to you. We are still the same person. We can take any word we want any word we want. Uh, and it's just perception of your mind. So it's not really, uh, it's not changing anything for you. Um, it's a perception of your mind given to work within that certain box. Uh, they want you to live in a box, they want to imprison you and then they want to keep the key to the box. So that is why they put you in a box and they and they say, well brah, they mix you up with words, give you words and, and tell you that you are the word but you're not the word. Um, so, um, basically we are just ordinary people, currents and waves. You put a name on a wave, it's not going to change anything. So that's important to note. Um, so Brahman is uh, Brahmin is not uh, a caste. Um, it is a word that actually means uh, equal uh, limbs of the Creator. Uh, it was used by people on the ground. And the people on the ground used it to uh, denote themselves and the social stratification of society, and it's a it's a byproduct of feudalism. Okay, because we know we've been a feudalistic world for the last five thousand years at least. So it's a byproduct of feudalism. And not only is it a byproduct of feudalism, it um, it never went away. Um, and that is important to understand. So how do we get the word, why did the word Brahmin be, was used? Why, why did that come to be? Now we have talked, uh, because this doesn't find a place in text. Before uh, the Gupta era, okay. So Brahmin, as they say, is a member of the high caste or varna in Hinduism. First and foremost, like I said, no caste, uh, no varna in Hinduism, and there's no Hinduism because there's not one word Hinduism written any- anywhere. It's a social stratification of society, and they use, um, uh, and they use a name of, of, of a concept, of a perception that's given to you to work within that group, um, and the Brahmins are, are a social group of people uh, from where the Hindu priests are born. So basically, they are they're higher, upper class people. We have nobility everywhere, we have the ruling class everywhere. That also is ruling class, that's feudalism. And from this, we get this upper crust of society, we get the uh, sacred knowledge, we get the teachers, we get the Vedic priests. Uh, they don't come from any class at all, although they're not really stopped. But at the same time, they can go on, um, they can come from, they, they majority come from the upper class. Now, um, absolutely. So why did we start using the word Brahman, Kshatriya, Vaishyas, and Shudras? Uh, because the Brahman only shows up in historical record around the Gupta era. Okay, uh, which ruled until about uh, four sixty seven CE, and so the early Vedic writings do not prove provide any historical data, or even such as uh, apparently important ones are who are the priests and religious traditions. Okay, it seems like the caste is and priestly duties developed over a gradual uh, period of time, and uh, were probably in place some some long before the Gupta era, but no mention of it, um, so um, and of course the systems back then were more flexible and appropriate stratification of society, as one might accept, expect in records from classical and medieval periods in Indian history. Uh, mentioned men of Brahmin class performing work other than uh, carrying out priestly duties. So from this upper crust of society, which is the nobility. Okay, in Europe, you call it the nobility. You had the priest uh, uh, class, they were upper class of people, but they were also, uh, they did other work. They didn't have to do any priestly class. Uh, They had access to education, they had access to money, they were top of the social ladder. So, absolutely, they're going to sit and study the text. And it was taken as a very good thing when someone in your family joins, you know, the priesthood, things like that. So, similarly, back then, they didn't only do uh, priestly work, they did. um, they did a lot more. Uh, they were warriors. They were merchants, architects, carpet makers, and even farmers. Okay, so that that's what a um, Brahmin is. A B R A H M I N S, and basically that's it. So as late as the reign of the Maratha dynasty, dynasty in. the 1600s to 1800 CE, members of the Brahmin caste served as government administrators and military readers. Occupation rulers, uh, occupations are typically associated with the Kshatriya. Interestingly, uh, also the Muslim rulers of the Mughal dynasty also employed Brahmins as advisors, government officials, uh, as did the British. In fact, Jawaharlal Nehru, the first Prime Minister of modern India, was a member of the uh, Brahmin caste. So, he is a a high class feudal uh, byproduct of the feudal era, and that is exactly what it was. So, uh, they are the high class of people, they are uh, they from there you get the priest, uh, the local priest. Um, and basically that's it. Now, why did people started using the word Brahmin? And it comes only around the, the Gupta era. Remember, I told you we are uh, geographically we are touching the Middle East. Uh, that is our closest uh, place we could go to. We have to cross a small ocean, but the Middle East is the easiest for us. The Middle East is sitting on a very difficult geological zone. We remember we are sitting them sitting on a on a fault line. Uh, the Levant is sitting to a fault line, and this fault line means friction below the Earth's surface. That tonic plate shift and, and and there's friction. Because of that there are earthquakes on the top, there are volcanic acid and people get sick all the time in this era, in this area. So what exactly happened? Uh, they would go to another place, like today you have refugees, these people in those days also were refugees, uh, and they moved to places which is the easiest place to move would be the Indian subcontinent. Why? Because it was not geologically difficult to live in this zone, point number one, besides the Himalayas, uh, was plenty of water. There was agriculture. The more the water, the more the agriculture, and and so on and so forth. And so you can buy and sell goods. Um. Um. And, and there's a lot of work from there. You can use that money to do a lot of other work. Uh, now remember, because of uh the great uh, because of this uh, this geological zone and the pandemics that it brought about. Uh. The this uh, people. You know. Um. Transferring their um, their uh, their um, bad ideas and transferring their illnesses to other to third parties, which happens in COVID all the time. So that is the problem. And they would uh, migrate as refugees uh, to India to the Indian subcontinent. And all of us are descendants of. Um, all of us are descendants of 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 Abrahamic people or Jewish people. There's a lot of people here in India who have Jews who were Jews before, prior to us being, you know, Hindus or Christian. Now, when they would flee, they would flee to the Indian subcontinent. What would happen? Um, they were, they a lot of them would have been so fed up. Of the system back in, in the Middle East, especially with the fighting, uh, what they would do is they would stay here and, and they would realign, they would change from, uh, from, from uh, um, Christian sources or Abrahamic sources and they would come straight to India. They would settle down, they would uh, change their alliance, that means they would become Hindu or follow Dharma because they were tired of the fighting, infighting within uh, the Abrahamic groups. Um, and and sure absolutely so they they would come. And and settle in the Indian subcontinent, become Hindu Vedic priests, and that is why it is important to note that all of these people, all of us have a Vedic have a Hebrew ancestor. It's important to note that. Once you understand that you have a Hebrew ancestor, uh, then you can calm down. You can do the research, and you can understand what Brahmins were. Now they would come as refugees to the subcontinent. You think they understood what the, the uh, social concepts were, the life on the Indian subcontinent was? No, they would they understand any of these uh, ideologies or the way of life? No, how to dress? No. The, so you can so you can't just come to a country and and start working and pick up where you left off. So over time, people lots of people came especially from the Ar- Arabic subcontinent uh, or Arabic continent and they would realign and use any concepts um, for um, use any concepts out there even if they didn't understand for to, to do business or to relegate people to it or they themselves would become priests. They would give up the Abrahamic religion become priests and um, they would uh, become priests on the Vedic side and a lot of us a lot of priests today, Hindu Vedic priests, have uh, Abrahamic roots and that's important to are uh, very, very important to understand. Um so um Yes, absolutely. Now, they would have needed a narrative. They would have changed it using any narrative, any vocabulary, as long as it made sense. So over time, they started using this concept of Brahmins, Brahmins, I'm upper class, I'm feudal, um, and stay away from me, and things like that. So that's exactly what it was. They would have made millions of, of refugees coming from the Middle East, as we still do today. But today, we have wars. Back then, we didn't have such wars. Like, I, I'm sure they didn't have such wars as they have. Now, um, so once they came, once the influx of people came from the India, from the Arabian world into uh, India uh, or then Bharat, um, they would use any vocabulary, any clothes, um, and and it was and and from there onwards, it developed into a system, a, a system, a caste system, and the British think that it belongs to us. Uh, I'm sorry, but it's not going to work. Um, and so you got Brahmins, Shudras, Vaishyas. But let me tell you, even during the Shud, the Brahmins' time until the the Hindu priests were ruling, or should I say, rulers, they, um, the Shudras, the bulk of Shudras in 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 the Gurukuls all over, uh, the bulk of Shudras were actually going to school compared to the percentage was much higher compared to the. Um, to the upper class, to the uh, Kshatriyas, um, and that is important to know, they were not relegated as they do today. Uh, today's uh, today's poor are economically poor, and even for thousands of years are poor economically poor, poor. they're not ideologically poor. poor. Um, so that's the difference between um, a Brahman and a Brahmin. A Brahmin is a social concept where the words were taken out, and and, uh, used as a narrative for a new group of people trying to align with the Vedic culture on the ground. Uh, Now from this group of uh, high social people, um, you would get uh, a lot of the priests, you would get a lot of uh, um, walks of life, Um, teachers, lawyers, professors—all uh, of this would come from the Brahmin class or uh, feudal class because they need—they had money to study, and money means you, once you study, then you can get a good job within the priestly class. Um, now, our ancient. Um, I ancient teachers, gurus as we call them, comes from the word gu and ru. Gu means darkness, uh, ignorance, and the ru means one who dispels them. So someone who dispels ignorance, uh, that was a guru. Um, and if he dispels ignorance, then we'll have peace. Okay, so it's important to know that uh uh the word guru and the word Brahman and Brahma, and you you have to understand that uh Uh, This goes back very far, so uh, Brahmins, the ancient Gurus, the ancient Sadhus, they were the um, they were the professors of society, made new maths, they were the doctors, they were the caregivers of society. Uh, it's not like today that, you know, they just give you some tablets, prescription and go from there, but in those days, these people were uh, the lawyers, the doctors, uh, the mathematicians, the architects, the engineers, and, and that class came from here. So that, my dear friend, is Guru. Now we'll just quickly go to uh, Judaism. Uh, in Judaism, this a priestly class of people as Brahmins in India. Uh, The priestly class uh, exists, they are called rabbis and rabbis are very important uh, in Judaism. It started during the pharisaic period from 167 BCE to 73 BCE and from 70 to 640 CE Um, and their laws were basically codified or their 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 requirements were codified into law um, around the first century CE. So that's very, very important to understand. Um, The word rabbi comes from the word master and is also used as a title for a rabbi, our masters, harav, the master, and all of that would happen. Um, so they over time developed uh, to codify these these uh, laws and these dictates from the god um and because they were codified um you got the rabbinical uh, class of people uh the priestly class they they are married but then the women are not allowed to go out of the houses with their hair uncovered and things like that and it's really horrible um so um there are different pronunciations. The Sephardic and Yemenite Jews pronounce it as ribby um, and uh, other people call it rabbi um, because different types of Jews coming from different parts of the world. Um, so the word rabbi is not found in the Old Testament or the Hebrew Bible and ancient generations uh, use words that are slightly different from today but the concept is the same. Um, from that, the Israeli kingdom split up and became two kingdoms: the southern kingdom uh, of Yehud and the northern kingdom. Um, and from that, uh, they grew and grew and grew. They got power in their hands, and because they got power, power goes to the head, and the Humpty Dumpty come, came traveling down. Uh, so yes, the rabbis also very corrosive people. You have a department of uh, rabbinical judgment, I think, in the United in in. Um yeah, you have a um, a whole society of them in Judaism. And it's it's very, very important to understand they have a lot of power. Um in in the old days, uh in the early century of uh, the kingdom of Israel, they said they, they broke up. Uh, The kingdom broke up because of these rabbis, because they had so much power. Uh, They degraded and and destroyed the population. Uh, So they split into two kingdoms, the southern kingdom of Yehud, the northern kingdom um, of um, small Israel, and the southern kingdom went off to form Christianity. And in Christianity, the priests are known as um, local priests. You have bishops, you have archbishops, you have cardinals, and then you have the Pope. Uh, so these are the social stratification of society for ideological groups. Uh, in christianity and these people are um like i said uh, the givers of knowledge uh the only thing in one day uh once upon a time these these people these givers of knowledge knowledge was people who um knew math science astronomy trigonometry all of the above and they became the givers of knowledge uh basically that's it um but nowadays, it's more ideological knowledge, has nothing to do with other types of knowledge or real knowledge or science, uh, but it has to do with ideological knowledge. It's not the same at all. Uh, they also legislate, um, there's religious supervision of the rabbis, their pastoral counseling, their chairs. Church services, celebrating life events, charitable works, role modeling, uh, outreach, um, also known as kiruf, uh, and conversions. Very small amount, but there are. There are conversions. uh, Synagogue administration, they deal in chaplaincy, public affairs, defending the faith, interfaith activities, uh, and they're also non-practicing rabbis. Uh, So this is a class of people, again, not very different from from any other group. And in Christianity, like I said, um, you have the priest, the the bottom rung of the ladder, you have the archbishops, uh, parish priests, from local priests you have parish priests, and you have the archbishop, uh, you have the bishops, archbishops, cardinals, and who sit in Rome, and then you have the Pope. Now uh, Islam has mullahs, imams, depending if you're Shia or Sunni, so these are a class of people. Uh, They do exactly the same thing as the rabbis, no different at all. Um, And that's very important to see. So they do have an ideological class of people, uh, who call themselves ideological or theocratic, but actually relics of colonial empires. Um, So that is, my dear friends, the priestly class. Now what is common in all of these people is power. So, without power, they're nothing. They can give you all their talk in the world, they mean nothing. Power is important, and they once they have power, they will corrode. They are very, very corrosive group of people. They will uh, make sure that uh, the government, the civilian government, rules according to them because they are controlling people's mind. The civilian government uh, gives them enough of percentage of money, and that's very important to understand. And uh, they work in, in tandem uh, with the civilian government, whoever the civilian government is. So. Uh, they are powerful people, they are very patriarchal, um, and these patriarchal people have sort of devastated society. they have so suffocated and they are so such a money making racket uh, that it causes a problem and they always end up uh, suffocating society, they always end up with a role um, uh, they always end up with uh, like I said a suffocating society and a revolt after that and so it 's important to understand what this is. Power is the problem. It's not the person behind the power, it's the power that is the problem. And once your power, um, once they have power, then all hell breaks loose and they control every system, your mind from the time you're born till the time you die. Even if you don't want them in your life, they will still be there. So that's important, very, very important to say. And and do this is the same all across the world exactly the same and hasn't changed. We have currents and waves, my friend. It's our currents that form the waves. We're cyclic. It's very important to understand this. Uh, they became an imperial uh, force to reckon with. Uh, every king had to consult with them. And this this imperial force, once the kingdoms came down, they they were still there. And they still wanted their force, so they tried to start to going back to work, uh, any type of work, um, and um, yes, um, some people, some rabbis uh, work today. Some rabbis don't. Priest well, they belong to a church, they belong to a seminary, so they have to work. They are within the seminary, and the seminary looks after them. But Brahmins uh, on the ground, the old priestly class, they're, they're about 5-6% of the entire country. They're not much at all. So why do people get scared of them? Because we've used them to indoctrinate uh people, uh, their stories, and to be far away from them, and basically to to reduce this country and her Vedic civilization to zero. That's what they want. They want to reduce it, so they will... Keep uh, pointing at, you know, uh, basically Brahmin, Brahmin patriarchy, Brahmin, there's no such thing as Brahmin patriarchy. Patriarchy is patriarchy. When the man decides everything, that's patriarchy. There's no such thing as Brahmin patriarchy. Very, very important for you to understand this. Uh, And people make such a big thing about it. Today, the Brahmins, uh, they don't always do uh, priestly work, ideological work. They do a lot of other things and they're very poor uh, because they're, In modern society, we don't have Brahmins like the old days. In the old days, the villagers would come to the temple and leave food so that the temple staff could eat, or the temple would cook their own food, uh, which is important to know. And um, exactly, that is... how the Brahmins are today? Just five or six percent. They're not much. They're not a powerful group. Uh, but people use the Brahminical patriarchy. The patriarchy is a, a mentality of your mind that is a imagination. Get off it. Do not follow it. Um, and it, it's it's important to understand where they're going with this. Um, now. What is important to understand is all these groups, these priestly class, sort of during feudalism, Gave themselves power as much as possible, um, and then it, the the revolt happened, and we it, the comty Dumpty came tumbling down, and now we they have been given relegatory jobs in temples, um, and they don't make a lot of money. Not that I'm you know angry at them or scared for them or sorry for them. They abuse their power all across the board, and it's not just the the Hindu patriarchy or the Brahmin patriarchy. Or it's not just the patriarchy of the, uh, the Christians, because even Christian Christians, uh, the clergy have patriarchy and uh, the Jewish have patriarchy, the Jewish people, the Sikhs have patriar- uh, patriarchy but no one talks about them or everyone wants to talk about Hindus and that's very important today. Uh, traditionally male uh, Brahmins perform priestly services but they may also work in jobs associated with different groups of society, indeed occupational surveys. are Brahmin families in the 20th century found that less than 10% of adult main Brahmins actually worked as priests and Vedic teachers. Um, So um, that is very important to know. Um, Do we want to remove the the clergy from our society, remove power from them? But when they enter into your house right at the beginning of day one they start controlling your mind through controlling society it's pretty much done. You have to get out of it completely. It takes a lot of while. Uh, the things that you can we can do. Um, yeah, stop putting money in their pockets if you really want change. Keep the money for yourself. That's what I always say. Uh, they're not gonna change your life, you're gonna change their life. Uh, so you also need to share ch- change your entire life, your life personally, also. Um, In North America, the way it stopped is that people stopped putting money in their pockets and they didn't have any power at all. Um, Since I grew up ex-Christian, I'm going to tell you a little about Christianity and the the priestly class. They are very, very corrosive relics of colonial empires. There's nothing nice about the Christian uh, priestly class. Nothing nice at all. Uh, They are suffocating um, to a stranglehold um and they want to control your mind they want to control your vote. they want to control everything and anything on the surface of the planet and they want you to uh, to make sure that um they want you to make sure uh, that you are always there for them um and keep putting money, so that they they keep on trying different ways to get your money and it's very important to be careful of these people not that they are bad, not that all people are bad, but they just Come after you, would come after you, and and literally get into your mind, under your skin, and they will not give you a chance to speak. So, uh, the Christian priestly class is very, very patriarchal, uh, uh, patriarchal, patriarchal uh, associated, and we know that Islam has problems with its uh, clergy. We know that they are very, very patriarchal. They are hardcore patriarchal uh, to a fault, and that is important to understand completely. Um, so basically I wanted to do this about the Brahmins, uh, the priests, the Mullahs, the Tullahs and the Rabbis. And I wanted to talk to you tomorrow about something important uh, on the same lines. And that's why I wanted to separate these, these clergy. Uh, I hope you can research them as much as possible. Uh, take differences sought Write out differences between these groups and do your research to find out, understand priestly class. They're not required in society. Whoever, whichever, please stop putting your money uh, in their in their pockets and let them get a job. Let them open the temples. And let them get a job, um, literal job. And also let them do other things. Uh, Teach. uh, It could be one great thing. Social service is a great thing. I'm sure a lot of people do that all the time. Uh, But to give them straight in front of the temple? I don't know. Uh, It's up to you. Well, I, I will take your leave on that. We'll be back tomorrow and we'll go from there. Um, what the priestly class does in Christianity. Uh, It's a very important note, especially in the state of Goa. So that's why I wanted to separate this for you. I wanted you to understand what the priestly class is. They're all patriarchal mentality based on patriarchy and Um, they have used power. Power is their main denominator. They will hang on to power by hook or by crook. And because they hang on to power, uh, we are at their mercy. So it's important to remove this from my head so that we can be free. In the meanwhile, I take your leave. I thank you so much for your time. I hope you had a great day, great weekend, and stay safe, everyone.